Hey, everybody, it's Matt. By now, you may know that our Growing Greater podcast showcases inspiring stories of innovators and business successes and transformational projects. And it's all made possible in part thanks to the team at CGI and to Interpros Consulting. And as we kick off this episode, let's thank the team at Comcast. Across Greater Philadelphia and communities around the country and the world where they have a presence, the people of Comcast take pride in and have a passion for delivering exceptional service to their customers and for helping others. With proud roots firmly planted in Philadelphia, Comcast is a global media and technology company with two primary businesses, Comcast Cable and NBC Universal, along with multiple entities that have regional, national, and international reach. Across Greater Philadelphia, Comcast is a prolific and iconic corporate and civic partner. They have built a reputation for active engagement with scores of organizations. From Comcast Spectacore and Comcast Business to Lift Labs, Internet Essentials, Quill, and the NBC10 Telemundo 62 teams, Comcast's presence is abundant and it's authentic. The Comcast family of companies does much more than just bring together the best in media and technology, driving innovation to create the world's best entertainment and online experiences. They bring together neighborhoods and businesses and civic leaders to drive positive change and impact. You can learn more at Comcast.com and join me in thanking Comcast for their support of our Growing Greater podcast. Stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11 county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. J Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. It's a national junk removal company that franchises exclusively to vets. The Jeep turned into a Hummer. The Hummer turned into a rat. The rat turned into a dog. Before you know it, I'm going to the VA hospital and I'm, I'm hiring them. And I'm like, man, this feels really good. It's respect, integrity, and trust. And when you have a veteran that you know their work ethic, you know what they've been trained to do, you put them in our system, it's, it's a perfect match. So the goal for us is get the unemployment rate under 1% for veterans. We're on our way. According to the Department of Veteran Affairs, there's about 18 million veterans in the U.S. And when transitioning to civilian life, veterans oftentimes are met with many challenges, including how to transfer their skills developed in the military to successful civilian careers. That audio clip that we heard at the top of the show, that's from a dynamic veteran-led company known as J-Dog Brands. Their mission, it's straightforward empower veterans by providing a path to business success. All of their local business operators are veterans or military family members who work every day to ensure that their services are delivered the military way with respect, integrity, and trust. This week on Growing Greater, we share the inspiring story of Jerry Flanagan, co-founder, president, and CEO of J-Dog Brands, which may be best known for its J-Dog junk removal and hauling business. With franchise operations across many states in the U.S. and new lines of business being evaluated and added based on market demand, like the new J-Dog carpet cleaning service, Jerry and his team engage veterans and military families 
providing an opportunity to harness the skills and the work ethic developed during their military service. Here, Jerry describes how his unique company is helping not only the clients that they serve, but military veterans across the country. Yeah, so J-Dog Brands is really a military veteran-based company. We're empowering the military community, whether you're a military veteran or you're an immediate military family member. And we're putting men and women in business under a strategy based on my, my life, how I've done it. You know, through all the businesses and jobs I've had, it's really the J-Dog way is really my way. My nickname was J-Dog. In the military, I had a certain way I marketed the Halloween business with wrapped trucks and wrapped vehicles and guerrilla marketing tactics and lawn signs and door hangers. I've always done it that way. I've always felt that you build a business with the community, every door, every person, every school, every church, every business needs to put their arms around a business and feel good about the business person, feel good about the family that owns the business. And that's the way I've always run my businesses. Even though the first two failed, they failed for a lot of different reasons. But one thing that was true was we did have the community support our businesses. So in J-Dog, it's all about military and military veterans and patriotism. If you're an American citizen and you're a patriot and you want to support a veteran-owned business, you know, you hire J-Dog. You hire J-Dog to come out and haul your junk or you hire J-Dog to come out and clean your carpets. And whatever other services we put under the brand We're going to accommodate consumers that want to have a trust. They want to feel good about the people they use. And this may be inherent in the answer you just shared with us about how you describe J-Dog Brands. But if you could dive in a little bit more specifically, what makes J-Dog Brands special or different than other, you know, junk removal or carpet cleaning services that are out there? Well, our competitive advantages is, is military tactics. You know, the way we train, we say, yes, sir. We say, yes, ma'am. We're on time or early. We take the people that served in the military and we teach our veterans and veteran family members that own the businesses. We bring them back into military life. The strategy is really go back to your roots. If you ever served in the military, everyone understands, you know, you went through a basic training and then you go through AIT. Typically, the the two toughest times of your life are going to be during those two times. It's heavy training. It's a lot of stress. And you're able to work through it and you're able to accelerate through that. So we bring people back to that mentality, the way we train, the way we communicate. It's critical in the military and it's critical in our company. For those of us who may not be as close, basic military training and AIT, what's AIT? Advanced individual training. That's where you take the job that you're going to do and they zone in on those skills. And that's what they teach you. Basic training, everyone has the same curriculum depending on what branch you are. AIT takes you out of that and then puts you into a specific job. Gotcha. Specialized, focused. Yep. And take us back to the early formation of J-Dog. You shared with us that Tracy and you had embarked on a kind of kids playhouse, moon bounce type of uh, rental business. And you kind of dabbled a little bit in the franchise space or got exposed to it at least. And then you hit a a bump in the road. Tell us about that bump in the road and how you navigated that and what happened next. Yeah. So in 2006 and seven, those were the years where we built up this kid's business. We were basically in a warehouse location. It was carpeted floors with kids mats and had a moon bounce and it had play sets and it had a birthday party room. 
So we were Chuck E. Cheese, but we were also selling the swing sets, and we were also hosting camps. Kids would come in and play around the store. The parents could watch through a parent's lounge, and it was very successful. And again, I did it all the way out in Farmingdale, New Jersey, out near Brick in that area, Route 33. And I did that respect because I had started that model with Bruce, with the Halloween guy. We had done it together here. It was my concept. Unfortunately, he wouldn't give me any ownership, and I really wanted the ownership, and he wouldn't give it. So I respectfully, again, didn't burn any bridges. I said, I'm going to go do this on my own, but I'm going to drive an hour and a half away from my house to run it. So for an hour and a half drive, you know, one way, I opened up this business all the way on the other side of uh, New Jersey. And what happened was the community, again, the skills that I learned, you know, from the military about how hard to work and, and, you know, just not giving up. And then I applied that to what I learned in Halloween, how to attract customers and how to treat customers. It really made that business a success. The economy crashed in 2008, and the last thing people wanted to do was to buy a swing set. They didn't want to spend $400 on a birthday party, and I was considered a luxury item. And our our sales dropped 70%. We had six franchisees, and I was delayed in getting the swing set products. They were delayed by months, where customers were canceling, and the whole thing just kind of crashed and burned. Tracy and I personally signed the leases on these buildings because we really believed in what we were doing. And again, there was another error judgment as a business owner. You should never sign personally for a lease because landlords aren't very friendly. And over the next two years, we worked our way out of that, filed bankruptcy in 2010. We had to get rid of our escalades. We weren't able to travel anymore. Our children were in middle school. They thought we were poor. And we basically just (laughs) cut every expense we possibly could. I was applying for, for work in 2010, but I was on the internet. I knew I was going to still need to be a business owner. And I researched recession-proof businesses and junk removal was one of them. So I said to myself, I can pick up junk. I'm a pretty strong guy. I have a Jeep. So all I really need is a trailer. And there the company was born. J-Dog Junk Removal was born. I love your persistence because the, the tide was not flowing your way, yet you still decided to dive in and keep pushing and make it to shore, if you will, to use that analogy one more step. So this is 2010, 2011, and uh, you're coming off uh, an experience that wasn't that great. And uh, you did your research and you centered in on junk removal. What was your first step? Did did you actually name the company J-Dog and just start putting out flyers for junk removal? (laughs) That's exactly right. I actually started, I put an index card at the pizza place here right up my street. And my whole philosophy was, if you need junk removed, why not use me? Our kids go to school together. I'm your neighbor. You know who I am. Trust me, I'll come in your home, haul your junk. So I put it on an index card and I got a call that day right up the street. I didn't even have the trailer yet. <laughs> so I had to go up and remove a bunch of furniture and a bunch of carpet. And I needed to borrow my brother's van to haul it. I stuck it in my garage and I said, well, now what am I going to do? I did not even form the company technically. So that was the first job. So it took a few months to put it together. We launched in March of 2011. And I was not going to use the military as my marketing strategy because I had been out of the military since 1993. I was in uh, active duty, 87, 89. And then I was in the National Guard from 91 to 93. So I was not even thinking of military. So it was two weeks into, a, into the work. It was going okay. And the customer said, did you serve in the military? Because I was there early. I said, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I had a short haircut. And I said, yeah, but I'd served a long time ago. And they said, no, you should tell people you served. And I said, that's, I probably shouldn't because it's been a long time. And then the customer said, look, people are going to trust you. They're going to support you. 
And then we turned it into a veteran owned and operated company and my phone blew up. What another great encounter to have with somebody who really inspired you to say, think differently about what you're trying to do here and incorporate your military background. And that really changed the course and the trajectory of your organization. Changed everything. I mean, I don't even remember who the customer is. I wish I did because <laughs> they'd be pleased to see that we have, you know, a couple hundred franchises now. We have over a thousand veterans in the business. And it's all because of that one conversation. It really made a big difference. So what we did was we started hiring veterans. I went to the job fair over at the uh, VA hospital in Coatesville. And that's how we started hiring veterans and that we fell right into the back into the military community. So I want to come back to that. But before I forget, take us back to that index card that you posted at the local pizza shop and you get the call that day. Did you have a sense as to what to charge and what you were going to do with the junk once you picked it up? No. (laughs) I had to dive deeper. So I started Googling and I looked at some other people's prices, but I really didn't know. I just ballparked it and uh, stuck it in my garage. And then I had to find the local transfer station to dump it. And it was, it was a process. No question. Yep. And one that you learned from, I mean, the best way to, to kind of learn is to do it, right? Well, I spent the first three years paying to dump metal, you know, and donating items where I could have sold a lot of items online. That's a very good business. That's online selling of used, mm-hmm. you know, items. So there's a lot of revenue that I left on the table by building the business. But since then, I've learned it. And the business, the franchise system now is really built on the three years that Tracy and I did it on our own, made a lot of mistakes, cleaned it up. And now when you buy a franchise, we're way ahead of all those early mistakes that you'd make as a business owner. So you start this company, Junk Removal, J-Dog Junk Removal, and it seems to be going well, as you just referenced, you know, over the next three years, you were learning a lot, you were researching, you were figuring it out, you were getting better and better each year, maybe each quarter of each year. And then you get into this moment of franchising. And, you know, it sounds like you had some exposure to franchising, you know, eight years or so prior with the play initiative for kids. What was your inspiration for franchising J-Dog? And was that always part of the plan? Or was it like, let's see how this thing goes, and then maybe we'll talk about franchising? Yeah, it was not part of the plan. We just got our butts kicked. And, you know, we our credit scores dropped to below 500. You know, we, we were struggling. And I wanted to hold on to every dollar that came in as a junk removal guy. And I was still trying to find a job. But at the same time, I figured I could get a job, get stable, and still do this junk thing on the weekends. That was my idea. Tracy is the one who came up with the franchising in 2012. We were watching the veteran unemployment rate. It was at 12, 13%, I believe, back then. And we were watching, you know, me bring these veterans into the truck that were struggling. They were struggling with addiction. They were Iraqi war veterans, and they really needed a hand up. So she basically said, look, we've done franchising before. We could use the old documents and, you know, just clean them up. We'll try to find a good, inexpensive lawyer. Maybe a veteran could help us, which I did. And let's piecemeal this thing together and see if we can get some franchising going. Because, first of all, she believed that I was always a very good teacher and that we could do this thing. So it was her inspiration, really. I followed her lead on this. So we franchised in 2012. We didn't sell our first franchise until 2013. We wound up selling about six of these in a year. And I realized I'm carrying junk. I'm cleaning out hoarder houses. I'm doing all the labor. She's on the phones booking jobs. And we're trying to sell franchises nationally. It was a joke. You couldn't even believe how much work was involved. So I said, I got to go get some money. I got to bring a partner in here. If we're going to accelerate this thing, we got to do it right. So I met Chris DeBass and Jimmy Griffiths, who uh, own Julep Run Capital. They have a car wash here in Berwyn. 
And I used to get my Hummer cleaned up there all the time. And um, I realized they were a private equity firm. And I went to them in 2014 in February. And I was all, you know, in my dirty outfit with my junk and all my, on my trail in front of their office. And I walked in and I, I, first of all, I set up a meeting on an email and then I went to meet with them and I didn't want to pretend that I was some suit and tie guy. So I came off of a job. I couldn't afford to not work. So they saw the real me, which was a dirty, hardworking Irishman, right? Veteran. And they loved the business idea. They said, let's do it. So we were able to raise over a million dollars. And Tracy and I were able to keep control of the company, which is huge. So that's how it launched out to a, a big franchise. So when you reached out via email to Chris and Jimmy, did Chris have a sense of who you were beyond this guy who just brings his vehicle in for a car wash? Or did he know you a little bit more than that? He didn't. The only interactions we really had, he helped me clean yellow paint off my Hummer with a click of this credit card thing. He gave me a technique. But no, I really didn't know him very well at all. But he knew who I was because I was the only guy that had a massive Hummer wrapped with, you know, with, with a J-Dog decal on it that came to his car wash. So he welcomed the meeting. And, you know, Chris is an outgoing guy. And he said, come on down and we'll, uh, yep. we'll listen to your story. Gotcha. So that was my next question. He recognized your vehicle because it's so specifically adorned with the camouflage and the J-Dog logo. So that makes sense. Yeah. And he knew that there was a business opportunity here that you wanted to talk about. So he, he was interested in at least hearing what you had to say. Yeah. And he always said that they would never want to invest in a franchise because they didn't know anything about it. So this was really new to them, kind of a risk. But him and his partner, they really believed that we had something here. It was, you know, the competitive advantage of having a veteran-owned concept that's recession-proof. And now we're learning it's pandemic-proof because we're actually slammed during all this. So we've got a business here that's uh, pretty sustainable. And speaking of thriving businesses that have a special connection to veterans and military families who are also delivering impact for their clients and their employees, let's pause here for just a moment and thank the team at Interpros Consulting, a certified women-owned staffing firm. The professionals of Interpros specialize in the placement of contract and permanent IT consulting professionals across greater Philadelphia and nationwide. True to their core principles of accountability, family, passion, trust, and value, the women and men of the Interpros team deliver on their mission every day, providing genuine business value by empowering, encouraging, and proactively supporting their team to exceed their clients' expectations. So when your team is seeking the best professionals to join your shop, turn to Interpros Consulting. You can learn more at Interpros.com. That's I-N-T-E-P-R-O-S.com. And join me in thanking Interpros Consulting for their support of our Growing Greater podcast. Now let's get back to our conversation with Jerry Flanagan of J-Dog Brands. So Jerry, you're more than just junk removal now. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how you expanded from just junk removal into creating what today is J-Dog Brands and some of the other services that you provide today. Sure. Well, three years ago, we decided to launch J-Dog Handyman. I met someone on LinkedIn, Navy guy, brought him on. And one of our investors said, I'll be happy to fund that. Let's try it. Similar concept. It failed. We did a lot of business, but it was very difficult to make a profit because In the handyman business, if you hang a TV and it's not right, you got to go back until it's right. And if you break something, you got to go back and fix it. And I realized that unless you had the perfect handyman, this is not going to be a 
a seamless business. It's going to be very difficult to scale. So we took a little bit of a loss, not a huge loss, but we took a little bit of a loss and we decided to walk away from it. Again, you know, you got to keep trying. You got to be willing to take a risk and you know you're going to fail again. And that's, that was failure number three for me, but it wasn't so, so much of a failure that it took me out, you know. So you got to manage your risk. I think that's what I'm learning as I get older. And, you know, so what happened was I listed 20 services, I think, that are really good for veterans that are transitioning out of the military that they would be very good at because the military has so many different jobs that, you know, given the choice, would a consumer use J-Dog this or J-Dog that? So a year and a half ago, we decided to go after the, uh, the carpet business. So we met another veteran online. And we launched this carpet business, and here we are. We've got 21 sold in the first year, and it's going fantastic. And once again, we are, carpets are recession-proof, and they're also turning out to be pandemic-proof. If anything, we're busier now because of the circumstance that's out there. Right, and that's great to hear. So under the J-Dog brand, you have junk removal and carpet cleaning, and there's a potential to bolt on other niche services that would match well your kind of philosophy and your kind of approach. Is that fair? Yeah, it's real fair because when you get that one customer, they'll use you for everything. I would go to a home, and let me just paint this picture for you. I'm a service person, right? I go in, I do a home service. So instead of meeting your plumber or meeting the painting guy, you know, face to face and scared about the estimate, are you going to get ripped off? They open their door up and say, thank you for your service to the country. <laughs> this is my interaction. This is what our people right. feel when they go to a consumer's home. They make us lunch. They tip us heavily. They don't argue about pricing, even though our party prices are excellent. And you build a relationship because they had someone that served. Everyone's got a grandfather that served or, you know, an uncle or, you know, a neighbor. You know, people relate to the military and they're, they're all patriots. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. They're all patriots for the most part. And they're going to support a veteran business. So our competitive advantage really puts our competition. It really disrupts the average service company because we're coming in. And we are putting on this show of respect and integrity and trust. There's a bond there for sure. And I love that approach that you just spelled out that you connect with people and they value that. And I want to transition here, Jerry, slightly to impact. And uh, I suspect, and you just touched on it a little bit, but I suspect you have lots of different examples and stories of impact And I was hoping you could share one of those about maybe it's an employee related situation or maybe it's about a customer who really benefited from the services you provide or or just really stands out for you as a memorable moment. Yeah, I would say that when we worked with the compensated work therapy, they had a a gentleman there. Of course, I'm not going to use their name who really was scarred, you know, by the Iraqi war, struggling, really hard to deal with, lost a lot of guys. And when I brought him in on the truck, very quiet, didn't really say much at all. But I knew that, you know, a little bit of his background. But when we started hauling junk together, he really kind of got used to it. He enjoyed it. I treated him with a lot of respect. And he really came out of his shell over several months. And I was able to hide furniture in my garage that he did jobs with me on. And I furnished part of his apartment when he eventually moved out of the VA. TV, couch, bed system, almost the whole place was furnished. I surprised him because he left me and he went on and got a job at the VA. So that felt really good, you know, that we watched this guy get through his struggles, get a job, and we were able to go and, and furnish, you know, his apartment for him, you know, for free. And, you know, to me, that was just one thing I don't really share much, but since you asked me, that's something that I like to tuck away and I feel very good about, 
not only helping a fellow veteran get on his feet, but, you know, being able to put about a thousand dollars worth of furniture into his home as well. Absolutely. And what I take away from that example and that great story, Jerry, is, you know, it's one thing to have professional growth, right? You know, you can build a business, you can evolve as a professional and get better at what you do every day. But it's another thing to have personal growth. And clearly that story for me exemplified how you touched that person in such a positive way that allowed him to recover and continue his ongoing recovery and grow personally in order to continue to thrive. And to me, that's impact. And uh, you should be very proud of that. Uh, And it's meaningful in ways that go beyond, you know, our nine to five job, or in your case, your seven to seven, or probably 6am to 10pm type of job focus that you and Tracy are focused on with your team at J-Dog Brands. And I want to use this as an inflection point, Jerry, to talk a little bit about Greater Philadelphia. You're born and raised in Delaware County. You now live and continue to raise your family. I think it's Chester County. It might be Delaware County. I'm trying to remember where Berwyn physically is located, but I think that's Chester County, right? Yeah. And you have franchises around the country. One, this is a multifaceted question. How many franchises do you have around the country for both the junk removal side of the business, the carpet cleaning side of the business, and how important is it for you to kind of maintain and grow your headquartered operations out of greater Philadelphia? Sure. We have about 200 locations. This area is saturated with junk removal. There's really no territories left to be purchased, but the carpet cleaning is available. So that's, again, that's one of the reasons why we're adding multiple services so we can hire more veterans. People want to work for us. People want to buy these franchises. And in this area, we both know Alex Archowski. I met Alex years ago at one of his great Philadelphia veteran networking groups. And I've just been attached at the hip with him on a lot of things that they've worked on, especially the Shark Tank. And, you know, to me, you know, Philly is a veteran town. It may not seem like it on the outside, but there's a lot of, a lot of strong veterans here that, uh, that live in, in around the area, in the suburbs. And they have great networking teams that get together in different events. And they show up. And it matters. So I feel very strong about the uh, the Philadelphia market and the suburbs here as far as being a veteran community. That's great. And the roots are deep and strong, to your point, And they've certainly embraced you. That's for sure. So, Jerry, where I want to go next is where will J-Dog Brands be in the next three years, the next five years, the next 10 years? Yeah, we're not slowing down. I measure Google Analytics for consumers to go to our website to book you know, junk removal jobs, etc., you know, we're up 20% and we're in a pandemic right now. We, we average probably 14 to 15,000 visitors a week on our website. And I measure that because when we first started, we had 44 in one year. 2011, we had 44 visitors. So you can see that consumers are going to our website. It's pretty measurable. When people around the country are talking about you and I run into people that are from different areas in the country and they go, I see your J-Dog truck at the Dallas airport. I saw over there in San Diego. It's really neat uh, that the impact that our company has had around the country. Three years from now, I just want to continue to grow the brand. I'd like to add a service every year or two that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's a safe, you know, investable service that I think is going to be, a, you know, a safe one. I'd like to get 5,000 franchises up with 50,000 veterans under our brand. That's my goal. We're just going to keep building. Jerry, what keeps you up at night? What's that one thing that if you could change it, you would, because, you know, if we just got that thing right, it would really be a game changer, whether it's for your industry or industries, or whether it's for, as you just very well articulated, for the veteran audience as well as for your 
clients and customers who engage your teams? We need to make funding available for veterans much simpler. They should be able to use their GI bills to buy a veteran franchise. They should be able to have access to loans so they can buy a business. What keeps me up at night is there's a lot of veterans that struggle. You know, veteran suicides, 22 a day. You know, if you own a J-Dog or buy a business and you have a purpose, you know, your mind is not set on things that you experienced in the war. You know, I'm not a combat veteran, but I've been around so many combat veterans that they say to me, this J-Dog thing has really gotten my mind off of things and it's really helped me, you know, manage my day to day. So I think I'm in a rush to get this country filled with opportunities for veterans. Every zip code should have a J-Dog in it. And if the cash was available, I think we would be able to open up a lot more J-Dogs faster. So in the spirit of our program, Growing Greater, you have come a long way from that sophomore year at Pencrest High School and Media back in the mid to late 80s. Share with us the advice that you offer to a young person, someone who's listening to this podcast. Maybe they're getting ready to graduate high school. Maybe they actually are in college and they're thinking about their professional career path beyond college. Maybe they're in the military and they're thinking of reenlisting or they're thinking about what's next when they transition out of their military service. What kind of advice do you share with that individual to help them navigate their next step in their career and in their life? I would say that nothing's handed to you. You've got to create your own destiny. You've got to be the first one to the office, the first one to the workshop, and the last one to leave if possible. And you've got to put your work career sometimes ahead of your family career. It's really important. You've got to raise your hand when people ask you to volunteer. And you've got to be out there. You've got to network yourself. You've got to be in love with yourself, number one. You've got to be positive. And you've got to outwork everybody. Otherwise, I think you're taking a big risk in life if you're not if you're not going to show up first. That's just my advice. Jerry's story of grit and perseverance and success and the innovation he is building at J-Dog Brands, it's all really inspiring. And his personal and professional growth, it aligns perfectly with the purpose and mission of our Growing Greater podcast. Hey folks, as we wrap this episode, let's take a moment to thank the team at CGI. As one of the largest global IT and business consulting services firms in the world, the professionals of CGI provide organizations across all industries actionable counsel to drive business transformations, helping their clients effectively engage in an evolving customer-centric ecosystem. The people of CGI, they deliver on their clients' expectations, and they ensure that business strategies and technology platforms are aligned to unlock value, and they are specifically focused on supporting the growth of regional companies that are leading the way in their respective industries. You can learn more at CGI.com. That's CGI.com. And join me in thanking CGI for their support of this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate and review our podcast and share it with friends and colleagues and family and through social media too. You can tune in to other episodes of Growing Greater wherever you listen to your podcasts. Growing Greater is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia, a council of our Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. Select is the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania, and helps to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our region. 
Special thanks to our program producers, Elena Carmazin and Maricela Juarez, along with the great team of marketing and creative services professionals at our chamber. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts or online at selectgreaterphl.com slash podcast.